Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. That's the two destinations. And you determine your destination. This is serious stuff. See, but why did Jesus in two of the seven parables talk about it? Because of your worth, your value. You will spend heaven with God or hell without God. The choice, yours. Why do I throw out the net today? Very reason, to give you a choice. There are only two possible destinations for everyone. We all will either spend eternity in heaven with God or eternity in hell without Him. Jesus talked about hell twice in the span of seven parables, so it's an important subject that we better not neglect either. In today's message, Pastor Mark reminds us of the importance of where we will spend eternity and that the choice is up to us. Choose to believe in and follow Jesus and you will be with Him in heaven one day. Choose not to believe and follow him and it will be the most regrettable decision you've ever made. Are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with his continuing study entitled, The Importance of Understanding. Look at verse 47. Once again, the kingdom of heaven, in other words, following Jesus Christ, he's the king, is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. And when it was full, the fishermen pulled it up on the shore and they sat down and collected the, circle this word, good fish in baskets but through the circleless word, bad, away. Jesus takes this illustration and he says, guys, you know what fishing's like. And he makes a spiritual application. He talks about a large net that the fishermen would use and it could be a drag net between two boats or to the shore and whatnot. And they drag and they sweep the lake. And when they get these fish, they would separate the good and the bad. The good would go to the market, the bad they just throw in. What is this a picture of? One thing. It's the mission of the church. It's why Jesus was saying, I'm going back to heaven. There's a mission. You guys are used to fishing, some of you, but it's not going to be fishing for fish. It's going to be fishing for men and women. You know the verse, Mark 1, 16 through 18, as Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon, Peter, and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Notice the command, come, follow me. Well, if we do follow him, what is he going to make of us? 
and I will make you fishers of men. And at once they left their nets and followed him. Now, as you look at that, there is an understand you need to write. The understand is simply this, how important it is to be fishers of men and women. You see, when the net was thrown out, you catch all kinds of fish. If you've ever done that, you know that. When we preach or when we teach or when we share the good news, we just throw out this spiritual net into the waters of the world. The goal is to reach any kind of fish, any kind of person. You see, God designed the church to be inclusive, not exclusive. But see, in the church, the church is just people of the world. We used to, as a little kid, sing it. Black and yellow, red and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Does he? Yes, when you cast the net out, you bring in all kinds of fish. Now, that means that we have to understand how important it is for us to be fishers of men and women. You say, well, Pastor Mark, that's for you. No, it is not. It's for you. It's for me. I uh, got on an airplane and went to a, a uh, seminar that I needed to go for in church kind of stuff. And if I'm not flying with my wife especially, I will pray for somebody next to us, uh, next to me, to, uh, to share. And so I took a little book called uh, Decoding the Da Vinci Code or something by uh, one of the great authors, uh, Josh McDowell actually, said it with me, hoping for a conversation, getting ready to throw out the net. Now, as I was there, I sat next to a gal, and uh, we began to talk. She noticed the book, and I began to share with her on the way to Atlanta, and business gal and whatever, and lives in Orlando. Talked to me about she was raised in the Lutheran church, and as she was in the Lutheran church, what happened in, in the kids' group, in the choir, and baptized as a child. And got married a few years ago, had a child, wasn't supposed to be able to have children, had a child. Husband really isn't a believer, and we just talked about her getting back to her roots, and getting back to serving God, and getting back to a place where God could use her tried to challenge her. And much of the conversation came because of the book. Flying back from where I was, coming back in on Tuesday night, well, I sat next to a businessman who lived in Atlanta. We began talking about great churches. And as we went through, I had my little book out. And he asked me about the book. He said, you know, I've been reading that and thinking about it. And he said, at our church, we're even talking about it and whatever in the small groups. And he was Catholic. And we went through and talked about all those different things and how important it is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and uh, we just had an opportunity to share. Now, let me challenge you. When's the last time you threw out the net? When's the last time you had an opportunity to engage in a conversation that was spiritual? Well, I said, Pastor Mike, what am I going to say? I don't, I don't want to say. Do you know why you believe this Bible? Do you understand that Jesus is the Son of God? So Jesus says to his disciples, there's coming a time when you're, you're just going to be throwing out the nets. And as you throw out the nets, you're just going to see what's going to happen. And it's going to go to everyone. And you're going to bring in all kinds of fish. Here's an important thing. You say, how long are Christians going to be throwing out the net? Well, they're going to throw out the net until the end of time. 
Because God's goal is for none to be lost. Notice Revelation 14, 6, 7. Then I saw another angel. This is during the tribulation period. Flying in midair. And he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on the earth. To every nation, tribe, language, and people. What is the angel going to do? He's throwing out the net. He's hoping people to hear the gospel and say, I need to become a Christian. Now notice. It's just not evangelism. But there is a, a sense of judgment in this, look what he says. And he said in a loud voice, fear God. This is part of his evangelization. Fear God, give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and the springs of water. So in this last parable, it is about throwing the net out, saying to people, here's the offer of salvation. What do you think about it? Are you ready for it? Will you accept Jesus Christ? But it's not only about evangelization. It's about the final judgment. Here's a statement you want to write. Christians are to, well, we're to throw out the net, but God sorts the catch. Don't you sort the catch. That's not your role. That's God's role. Don't be judgmental. You let God sort the catch. So as we do that, look at what judgment comes. Look at verse 49. This is how it will be at the end of the age. You might say, what is the end of the age going to look like? It's right in front of us. What is the end of the world going to look like? We already know that there's an antichrist coming. That the world is going to come under one world rule. Christians, we're going to be gone. Because at the rapture, we're out of here. Those who are not, what is it going to be like at the end of the age? It says the angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous. Remember the good and bad I had you circle? There it is. They will separate, the angels will, and throw them, the wicked, into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Why does Jesus give two parables in this? Out of the seven, two of the parables talk about end-time judgment and hell. Why in the world would he do that? Because he doesn't want anyone to perish, to be separated from him forever. See, God created you to know him and spend eternity with him. There's a great verse in Jeremiah, and I want you to see Jeremiah 1.5. It says this, I knew you before I formed you. I want you to stop and think about that for a moment. Before the sperm and the egg came together, God knew that you were going to be a person. How cool is that? He says, before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my spokesman to the world. Now that's to Jeremiah. He was going to be a prophet. But that verse applies to every single person ever born. Before you were born, he knew you. He knew your name. And you know what? He appointed you to throw the net out, to be a believer, to be a follower of Jesus Christ. He gifted you. But he knows that you have a choice whether to do God's deal or do your own. Remember about the two parables at the beginning? It isn't worth anything trying to do my own. I'm going to give up everything to do his will. 
That's what the goal is. So when you see this, understand that God loves and values every single person. They were created in his image. He gifted them. Ephesians says, when I became a believer, even way before at the beginning of time, there were good works that God had already created for me to do. Do you know some of that will be, and you think that sounds stupid, it sounds silly. No, it doesn't. So understand today this next statement. Understand everyone will be judged with eternal consequences. How does that work? What does that work like? What does it look like? Let me give you an illustration of how it works so you will know and you'll have it very clear in your mind. Let's say this afternoon, for whatever reason, you die and you're a Christian. You're born again. You're a follower of Jesus Christ. What happens to you? Well, here's what the Bible says. Here's what the Bible says. Now, what man says, here's what the Bible says. It says, I was appointed to die once, and after death, the judgment. So, if I'm a Christian, absent from the body, present with the Lord. My wife eventually will take all the the ashes, because I'm going to be cremated, and I don't put them in the rose garden, throw them somewhere, whatever. Get her another husband's got more money, something like that, (laughs) taller, whatever. It doesn't matter, because I'm not going to be here. Absent from the body, tell me, present with the Lord. And where is present with the Lord? It's in heaven. See, salvation is priceless. There's no way to get there. And as you're there, then what? Well, there'll become a time that I'm going to be judged. You mean Christians are going to be judged? Yes. How am I going to be judged? I'm going to be judged for my talents, my time, my work, my money, my motives. Has nothing to do with salvation. I'm already in heaven. Hallelujah. But it has to do with the rewards. You'll be judged. Now, let's say I'm not a believer and I die. What's my outcome? Body is the same. But the scripture says that I go to a, a place called hell. It's not the final destination. Listen to me clearly. It's a place called hell. I don't get a second chance, I don't get a third chance. I just don't go in the ground. I don't get a chance to come back again. Nobody can pray me out of hell. You're going to see that from our true story in a moment. But in hell, by the way, and it's not a party place. It's a place of incredible torment. We'll see that. Now, what happens after hell? Well, after hell, I will also be judged. And I'll have, well, different degrees of punishment. But everyone from hell eventually ends up in the lake of fire. Now, just by the name of that doesn't sound good to you, does it? That's the two destinations. And you determine your destination. This is serious stuff. You say, well, why did Jesus in two of the seven parables talk about it? Because of your worth, your value. You will spend heaven with God or hell without God. The choice, yours. Why do I throw out the net today? Very reason. To give you a choice. That's what Jesus was saying. There's a time coming. And it's going to be man's decision. Where he spends eternity. Now, if you will, turn with me. Keep your finger there. We'll be right back. Turn to uh, Luke chapter 16. Couple gospels back. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke chapter 16. There's a true story here. It's not a parable. It's It's about this question of judgment. There's a man who ends up in hell... 
which is that temporary place of eventually taken and put in the lake of fire. He ends up there. And in hell, we'll, skip, we'll start down in verse 27. In hell, he, he cries out for help. He has two things he cries out for. Number one, he cries out from his pain and agony. And by the way, there's no relief. There's no relief for him. But his second question has to do, his second request has to do with his relatives here on earth. Now, I want you to think about that today. I don't care who you are. If you're a Christian, you have unsaved relatives, friends, co-workers. We all do. And so this man in hell, in torment, is thinking about those that are still left on earth with a choice. We begin, you've turned in your Bibles. I'm going to do out of the end New Living Translation and teach it to you. But you need to know where this passage is. Remember, by this passage, you want to write not a parable. This is a true story. Because there's a person's name in here. Let's begin. Verse 27. Then the rich man said, please, Father Abraham, send him to my father's home. In other words, back on earth. For I have five brothers. And notice what he wants them to do. I want him to warn them about this place of torment. Reason? Why warn them? So they won't have to come here when they die. Now, isn't that amazing? You see, what this man understood in hell, finally, is he is in a place where there is no exit. He can't leave it. He can't do anything about it. See, when you die, there is no alternative. Nobody can pray you out of there. Nobody can move you out of there. You can't change. Your destiny is determined at your last breath. So he says, I can't leave this place of torment. If I go on college campuses, I use this passage quite often. Because notice he says, I want to tell him about this place, this party place. Is that a party place? You know, on campuses, they're all into the sorority and the, and the fraternities. Man, it's going to be the biggest party. We're all going to meet other buddies there in hell. No, 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 no. So he goes on and he says this. But Abraham said, Moses and the prophets have warned them. Your brothers can read their writings anytime they want to. So here's the response. Here's the response. The response is this. The Old Testament was available. And what's the answer? All they have to do is read the Bible. If they read the Bible, they have all the truth they need. Where heaven is, where hell is, how to get there, and how to do whatever. But this man goes, well, no, the Bible isn't enough. By the way, the Bible is enough. Look at the next statement. The rich man replied, no, Father Abraham, but if someone is sent to them from the dead, then they will, watch this, then they will do what? Turn, read it with me, turn from their sins. So why is he in hell? Because he didn't turn from his sins. That's why a person goes to hell. See, to end up in hell, you do nothing. You just do nothing because my sins separate me from God. Now notice the response. But Abraham said, if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, in other words, if they won't read the Bible, if they don't believe the Bible, they won't listen even if someone rises from the dead. Do you know how prophetic that was? Did anybody rise from the dead and people don't believe it? Sure. That's what the Da Vinci Code's all about. That Jesus was a man, he wasn't deity. And he rose from the dead. And because of that, if you believe in it, 
If you believe he rose from the dead, you can be a believer. If you don't believe, if you believe Jesus was a good man and he didn't rise from the dead, you have no chance of going to heaven. That's what this is. That's exactly what this is. Notice how clear and plain it is. So why do we get these warnings? Bottom line is, here's an understanding. Write it down. Get it today. The brothers had the teaching of the Bible. The Old Testament warned them. If they don't believe it, it doesn't matter. How about for us today? Well, we have the Old Testament. We have the New Testament. Understand the truths of the Bible must be believed and lived to avoid hell. You see, failure to listen and believe the Bible is certain judgment. If you don't believe the Bible and you don't live the Bible, you have no chance of going to heaven. I don't care what you quote. I don't care what profession you make. You have no chance of going. See, the last statement by Jesus was simply this. You must basically be a follower of Jesus Christ. So, second understand is this. Understand today that tomorrow may be too late to choose Jesus. If this man had taken a little trip to hell and was able to turn the clock back, would he have made a different choice the day before he died? You betcha. But there's no choice. Today's the day of salvation. It's your choice. Now, scoot with me back to Matthew. That's where you have your finger. Verse 51. Jesus said, have you understood all these things? And the disciples reply, yes. Verse 52, therefore every teacher of the law who has been instructed about the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of the storeroom new treasures as well as the old. What was he talking about? Jesus was saying this. The disciples had been instructed in the Old Testament. They knew the Old Testament. That's all there was at this point. That's all there was. But he says, notice, He says, out of their storeroom of understanding was coming old treasures, Old Testament, but new treasure. What was the new treasure? Well, the new treasure was the seven parables that he just gave them. Principles of the New Testament. The new treasure eventually would be the New Testament and the Old Testament. So what Jesus is saying, if you understand the Old Testament and you understand the New Testament, you'll understand truth. Understand, knowing the Bible brings the privilege and the responsibility of sharing truth. You see, when Jesus went back to heaven, the disciples knew a little bit of the Old Testament. You'll see as you move through the New Testament, they knew actually quite a bit because they could quote it. Peter could talk about it. Stephen could talk about it. And they were getting new revelation, but they didn't understand it all and didn't get it all. But Jesus said, when I go back to heaven, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit in my place. He's one just like you. And when he comes, he will do two things. He will teach you all truth. I'm just a conduit. And you're getting truth. It goes right to your heart. You go, aha, I get it. But more than that, Jesus said to his disciples, he will remind you of things. By the way, the older I get, the more the Holy Spirit has to help. So the Holy Spirit is going to remind us of those truths. And understand, when you watch any kind of Christian television, whatever, it's about the Word of God. What does it mean to be a fisher of men? The eternal souls of men are at stake. Judgment awaits those who do not come to Christ in faith. In today's message, Pastor Mark highlighted the importance of understanding our role in furthering God's kingdom. 
If we truly understand that the souls of men and women hang in the balance, that judgment awaits, that without Christ all will perish, we will welcome our roles as fishers of men. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. There are eternal consequences for those who do not accept Jesus Christ. In order for people to go to heaven, the truths of the Bible need to be believed and lived. God has provided the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, to rescue men from a real place called hell. In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will share that Jesus talked about a real place of judgment called hell. Because of this, we have a responsibility to share the truth. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear